Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special episode of I Was Thinking with Nafis and Simone. I am Simone. And I'm Nafis. Today, we're talking about my pride and joys, BTS, and their new (laughs) album that came out. Yay. (laughs) Um, I already think I said this in episode one. If anyone that listens to us and you don't like them or don't like, like hearing anyone talk about them, you can... To stop this now, because this whole episode is dedicated to them. I pre-warn people, yeah. so they shouldn't be surprised. But anyway, yeah. And this is actually going to be our first episode where it's not pre-recorded weeks in advance. So like just recently, they dropped their new album, B. Yeah. So I'm very excited to talk about it. But first, we are going to bring up some things not related to them. So we'll put in the description or like the comments below... Um, where to jump ahead if you just want to hear us talk about the music video and the songs on the album. But if not, then just keep listening. Hi guys, it's Simone here. Just real quick, when me and Nafis originally recorded this episode, at least for the first half, I wanted to get everything not related to like the album out of the way. And we ended up talking a lot longer than either of us thought we would so we decided to go ahead and break up this bonus episode into two parts even though they're both still labeled btsb album review so if you want to go ahead and only listen to when we actually talk about the album and each song on the album you can go ahead and go to part two but if you want to listen to all the extra stuff we talk about you can still listen to part one i mean in part one we do talk about the press conference briefly because i watched it but nafis didn't so i kind of had to catch her up and i like doing things in chronological order as well as talk about the v live that they did briefly and Yoongi's surprise v live that came out that morning so i also wanted to bring that up that's all in part one as well as aspa's debut that we did briefly talk about in episode two but we actually talk about how we felt about it so yeah again if you just want to listen to us review the songs and the album in a whole go to part two if you want to listen to everything listen to both you know i encourage you to listen to both i think we talk about some pretty interesting stuff so thank you and enjoy the episode Before we get started, Nafis, how are you doing? I'm doing good. We are on Thanksgiving break, so things are good. Already? Yeah, next week, all week. Wait, so, I mean, it's the weekend, but you start Monday? Well, yes, it starts officially Monday, but, like, we all know as soon as school's out, that is when break starts, so. Well, no, that's why I'm confused, because, (laughs) like, with college, break doesn't really start until the day before, and even when I was in high school, like... There was times where we still had to go to school like Monday, Tuesday, and our break didn't really start until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Really? I've always had a full week for Thanksgiving. Except for college, though. Except for university. No, when I was in high school, it was like that and college. So that's not fair. Maybe you had like hurricane days or something that you guys had to make up school. Could be that. I don't think so because I don't think there was any major hurricanes when I was in high school. Hmm. I don't remember... No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember us having anything too big recently. Yeah, the biggest ones I can remember were at least when I was in elementary. And, you know, I can't remember any of that. So that was way far ahead. Yeah, but I don't know. We've always had a full week, even public school. Well, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're like, I don't know what to do with that information now. I really don't. You kind of stumped me because I thought you were just going to be like, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm preparing for the break, but... No, sweetie, I'm on break. That's not fair. (laughs) Well, good for you. Thank you. You're welcome. And all (laughs) the kids that you teach that have a week off. I mean, it's not like it really affects much because we're still... You don't sound happy about that? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Not because I'm bitter, but (laughs) this year it's not like it really does much because we're still in a pandemic. So that's another thing. But it's really only a break. No, I guess it's a break for everybody. I was just going to say the launch ed students, the one who are going to school from home. Uh It technically wouldn't be a break, but it would be at the same time because they wouldn't have school to worry about. But they're still at home. So it's like in between. The ones that come to face to face, that is like a full on point break for them yeah i don't know it's different for everyone mm-hmm. um and also real quick you know i was just not only thinking back but looking back at episode two when we talk about living in florida yeah and i said this in this little break i did but i was still a lot nicer mm-hmm. than i thought i was going to be so just like real quick want to shout out to florida for doing absolutely nothing for this pandemic while other countries and other states in America are increasing like restrictions and going on lockdowns, yet we are doing nothing. Are we still the highest? I think we are, right? Yeah, I think we're like the third state for the highest cases. I know, I think California and Texas are number like one and two because they've reached over a million. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. The state of California and the state of Texas are over a million. I think Florida is just right under there. So we might be close to hitting a million. Who knows? We might hit it soon. No, because I do remember at one point we were the number one place with cases in the entire world. Yeah, we weren't when it first started. Yeah. And that's why like at the beginning when the basketball teams were coming down to play like at Disney and stuff, because, you know, we barely had any cases. And then we started rising in cases Mm -hmm. to where we became number one. But apparently, like, our governor still thinks we're back where there's barely any cases. So it's just kind of like a free-for-all. And then, like, there's counties. Like, the mayors are trying to put restrictions or, like, mask, mandatory mask mandates. But because the Florida, like, the state itself Mm -hmm. isn't doing anything, they can't enforce those laws. Or not laws, but just those restrictions. And they can't punish anyone for not following those rules and restrictions so no one can get fined or like that's so funny that you mentioned that because um there are a lot of people (laughs) who think that well it is true because they can't really get fined but if you're going into like a private place like walmart would be considered like a private entity right because they're they are their own thing I believe so like big corporations like walmart target so like they can so they they can can kick you out Yeah, they can kick yeah. you out if they want people to wear masks and you're not wearing a mask, but like... See, this is where I think people get confused because they think that if the government says, oh, you can't be, you can't fine people, they think it applies to like everywhere, but it does not. So I've seen a lot of videos of those coming up on my YouTube feed. Yeah, but someone correct me if I'm wrong, but even if they kick you out, I still don't think they can like press any legal actions or like I said, fine you for not wearing a mask. The only thing they can really do is kick you out of their facility, but I don't think they can actually Yeah, that's what I heard like, too. take any actions besides that or further from that. So that's where the other problem really comes in. Yeah, I don't think any of them, any of the videos that I've seen never really just, never find anyone. Um, all they did was ask the customer to leave. 
Yeah, and then these poor employees just trying to do their jobs who don't want to be there anyway, risking catching the virus themselves, trying to tell these people they don't want to follow the rules to leave. And then they get, you know, yelled at and blamed for stuff. And it's just, ah, this, this, this state is trash. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I just feel like in general, though, the way this pandemic has been handled by our country could be better. I really hope we take that into consideration as we move forward and not repeat the same mistakes. Yeah, a lot of stuff could be handled better, but um, we'll see all that unravel in January when we switch presidents, even though Trump is still not conceding. Yeah, he's not. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, Let's move away from the politics before we get deeper. Yeah. (laughs) And I get, let's move on. Okay. (laughs) Another quick thing besides that I wanted to bring up was, Menifees, did you cancel your Netflix subscription yet? No, I didn't. I have four more days. (laughs) (laughs) Use those four days as long (laughs) as you can. Um, Have you heard of the queen's gambit it's actually pretty popular i have actually i watched half of the first episode didn't finish it yet though okay well i know before we started recording you were like this is really slow and i was like nafis some of the shows you tell me to watch i'm like why does she think this one thing was slow i don't know i honestly i mean it, it is slow and it is about chess so like you could take that as you want i know chess isn't the most exciting thing to talk about especially if you don't know what's going on like when they were talking about different like the pieces and apparently the squares are names like I was just like okay that's cool yeah move that piece there (laughs) you know and the show is actually called the queen's gambit because that's actually a chess move oh really yeah they will mention it I think in the first episode but it's not a spoiler obviously because it's a real thing but you later learn it is called the queen's gambit because mm. that is actually a specific like chess not like a move but like I guess a way of playing chess chess is so complicated I can't even explain it yeah I used to play chess when I was younger were you chess, good at it checkers and all those things I used to play checkers yeah but it's been a while since I've played any of that so mm. but anyway I just thought that was a really good show I just finished it yesterday and mm-hmm. it's really short it's a mini series so it's only seven episodes and they're about an hour long so I mean, like, Nafis, if you can watch K-dramas, you can watch this if you're interested. Yeah. I just wanted to shout out that show as well as, like, the main actors, or at least the actors I really like. So, like, the main actress, Beth, who is played by, oh, I'm I'm just going to apologize in advance if I butcher anybody's name. I am really bad (laughs) at names. So the main character, Beth, is played by Anya Taylor-Joy, and I think she's new because I did a Google search. So I think this is like her main like breakout show, but she Mm -hmm. did a really good job. I really like her acting. I saw her in something else, too. It was also on Netflix. I just don't remember what it's called, but I remember seeing her in a different in a different show. Yeah. So like I said, she's probably been around for a while, but this is like something that's getting her more noticed or like her break yeah yeah, her breakout role and then um since you're only on episode one there's a character that comes in benny who's played by thomas brody sangster and if people aren't familiar with names but they're familiar with faces like me he plays newt in the maze runner series he oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i remember instantly (laughs) so he's new in the maze runner series he was in game of thrones for a little bit too 
And not a lot of people know this, but he was actually the voice actor of Ferb from Phineas and Ferb. No way. He, yep. I did not know that. Yeah. I knew that when I saw him in the Maze Runner immediately because I think I looked it up one time and I was like, oh my God, it's Ferb. <laughs> hey, Ferb. <laughs> that was my show <laughs> as a kid. I loved Phineas and Ferb. So anyway, and then Harry... Beltic. So like Thomas and Harry, they're British, but of course, like the whole show is set in America and it's set in the 1960s. So like, you know, mm -hmm. they don't have their British accent, but like this Harry, well, Harry Beltic, sorry, is his character's name. I got confused because his real name is actually Harry. It's Harry Mellington. And Harry Mellington, for the longest time, it was bothering me because I'm like, why does this guy look so familiar? So when I did my like search, mm -hmm. he's in the Harry Potter movies and he plays Dudley. Really? Yeah. And such a difference wow. because, you know, he lost so much weight. So that's why I was like, his face looks familiar, but I just I don't know where I saw him. So, yeah, he's in that. OK, wow. And then I think she is definitely a new actress. She's only in like. The first couple episodes and then like the last couple episodes of this series. But, you know, I got to shout out my black woman in the entertainment industry. So her name is Moses Ingram and she plays Jolene. And I just really liked her character. Jolene. Oh, I like yeah. that song, too. <laughs> yeah, I that song did pop up in my head when they would say her name. But yeah, just wanted to shout out the Queen's Gambit. So if you have Netflix or, you know, if there's other ways you could watch it, I would highly suggest it. It's a really good show. You don't yeah. have to know anything about chess because like I said, I was confused when they would talk about it or like when they were playing. It is so complicated. It's a mind game for sure. Oh, it really is. And you can see that with Beth. It's just really interesting. Just felt like shouting it out because like mm -hmm. I said, I finished it. And then I started watching, um, well, I didn't finish it because I started watching before we record um, the Umbrella Academy. So I will give updates if I continue watching that, which I think I will. Umbrella Academy? Mm-hmm. That's definitely like a superhero type TV show. Yeah. A lot of people like it, though. So I heard good things. The beginning did kind of throw me off. Yeah. When I first started watching it, I don't think this is a spoiler. No, because it's based off a comic. So like it starts off of like this woman well obviously it's like people taking synchronized swimming classes in russia and then like there's this girl and she, i mm -hmm. guess she's either sitting with her boyfriend or just some guy she knows they're on a bench no one's really talking and then she runs off and jumps in the pool and then like all of a sudden blood just starts like coming out of the pool and it's her and then like she floats up and all of a sudden like her stomach's huge so i'm like wait was she pregnant when she jumped in the pool so i had to rewatch it and i was like no mm. so she jumps in the pool not pregnant and then comes out pregnant and then but the voice guy literally comes in like oh like mysteriously 60 or 70, I don't remember the exact number, like women all of a sudden one day randomly just became pregnant and had children and they were never pregnant like prior or before. And then some billionaire just goes around the world after the news broke out of like all these babies that were just miraculously born. And like, I want to say he adopts them, but he really just buys it because he goes up to the Russian lady and just like, how much for it? doesn't even call it a baby. He's just like, how much for it? So, and then out of like the 60 something babies that were born, he only was able to get seven of them. And then that's where it kind of starts off. But that whole first scene was like, it just threw me off. I'm like, wait, where is this like excessive amount of blood coming from? And then when she comes out, like, cause she dived in the pool and then she 
surges up and just starts screaming. I'm like, what is happening? I had to replay that. And I usually don't go back. Yeah. But when the announcer came on, I'm like, okay, that makes more sense because I was highly confused and about to turn this off. But I also like weird stuff. So I, let's be honest, I was going to keep watching it. How many seasons is it? I think the second season did drop like beginning of this year. I prefer to watch shows when all of the seasons are out just because like, I know there's an end. (laughs) I want to say you never know when there's going to be another season because surprisingly, there's this Korean drama I watched a while ago on Netflix The one called Voice. I don't remember if I told you about this or not. Oh, they have a season two out now for that. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wait, I didn't know they made a second season. I don't know if it's going to be as good as the first one. That's a new thing too popping up in like K-dramas with the whole season thing. That didn't exist before. I liked when it was just one and done because you got the story, you got the plot, the ending. There's no point of continuing it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because they're switching more to streaming sites. Um, mm, this, yeah. I don't know. It might become a new thing. Also, because I brought up Florida. And that same episode, we talked about, towards the end, SM's new girl group that debuted ASPA. So I figure mm. since this episode is coming out like around the time they not only debuted, but we're not recording this like a week in advance, it's still relevant. Um, yeah. We watched it because when that episode dropped was their debut. So what did you think of it? What did you think of the music video, the song? And like, I also think I sent you a live stage, but there was another live stage I just watched this morning Mm -hmm. that I didn't send you, but the stuff I did send you, what did you think of it, Nafis? So for like their actual music video, I I really liked it. Yeah. It was as um, virtually animated as they said they were, but I think I would have liked to see more of their avatars yeah they were pushing it so hard and i don't know now that they weren't in that music video is this going to be something that is more for promotional use or are their avatars still going to be incorporated with the actual music and themes i don't know that's a good question i don't know they did show up though when they did the live performance like in the beginning bit Yes, and in the actual music video themselves, only two of them were in it, which was Karina's and I think Winter's. Yeah. I only saw two of them. All of them could have probably been in it, and I just missed it. But I watched the video like three times. I thought the song was really catchy. Um, the dance moves were pretty nice. Like overall, I really liked it. It was it was a good song. I don't know if I was expecting you to like it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't dislike it. Like you said, the music video itself, you can tell they spent money. Yeah. There was a high budget for that. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice. And like, for some reason, I just found out SM Entertainment, like that company's really big on like trying to be very futuristic and like technological based. Mm -hmm. So I can tell they're trying to incorporate that more. Yeah. So like visually, it was really good. The song wasn't bad. And like the more I listen to it, it's a little catchy. There is one part where... I'm not going to sing it because I'm not the best singer, but like, I guess their pitches were just really high. That kind of was like hurting my ears a little bit. Not saying they're bad singers. I will. Yeah, I can agree with that. It was kind of, I feel like all their voices were like taking a pitch higher. Yeah, like they manually pitched them up higher because that's why there's certain itsy songs I don't like because the pitch is just really high. Like I already have pretty sensitive hearing. So anything too high pitch, like I just automatically don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not to say they're like bad singers or anything. I actually prefer their live performance over their voice in the music video. 
Just because it's more natural. Yeah, the live performance was a little bit better. Mm -hmm. The choreography was really cool. I like the part where the chorus starts like and then they drop to the floor and then like kind of sway and do this leg thing i like it in the live performance the second one i saw but in the music video and the one i sent you for that part they're trying to do this weird like or not weird but this new angle trick with the camera and just the way they kind of angle the camera during that part like i feel like it's a little too close like to whoever's up in the middle of the front of the choreography like their upskirt which I found really disturbing Mm -hmm. a little inappropriate like it's something it's kind of hard not to notice so I kind of wish they just did that from like a wide shot of them because it looks a lot better and cooler when it's a wide shot of like them and the backup dancers doing that move compared to that weird angle in the music video That's really my main criticism, but I mean, they just debuted. I'm going to, I'll keep up with them for sure. I feel like they have a strong future and like this music video already is doing really good. So they're definitely. Yeah, I was just going to say they had a really strong debut. Yeah, they're definitely trying to be in that competition. A lot of people are complaining and trying to compete more with like Itzy and Blackpink, which I can see. Yeah. Especially with the like girl crush type concept, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's becoming more popular in general, but still. Yeah. Like I remember reading in one of the comments, <laughs> one of the, someone was like, I repeat, they are not Blackpink. I repeat, they are not <laughs> Blackpink. I found that so funny. I'm like, wow. But you know, it's natural though to compare them to that because they are also a four girl group. Like a four-member group. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's only natural for that comparison to come about. Yeah, we'll see so far. Um, I usually don't pick favorites, but for right now, I really like the one girl. I think her name is Ning Ning. She really stood out to me. Mm. I can kind of tell they were, at least in the music video, really pushing for Karina. Mm. You know, honestly, in the actual video, I couldn't tell their voices apart. I couldn't either. Because it was all just like at one They all sounded the same. I don't know if it was like a pitch thing or what it was, but like when they did the live performance, then I could actually like hear, okay, so this is this person. This is that person. I don't know their names yet, but I think over time I might end up knowing. Yeah. Only because I was keeping up with all the news. So there's Giselle, who's the rapper. I don't know the other girl's position. There's Karina, who was really pushed because she was the first one where we like got introduced to like the avatars. Mm -hmm. Like her avatar was the first one. Um, there's Winter, and then there's Ning Ning. Okay. So even in the music video, I feel like I can, I was able to distinguish Ning Ning's voice out of all of them. So that's why I said she stood out to me the most. Gotcha. First song, only song, even on like Apple Music, it's literally the only song. Because like some K-pop groups now, when they like debut or like put out a single, it's not really a quote unquote single. It's like one song, another song, and then a bunch of instrumentals. But for this, it's just the one song Mm -hmm. so i'll just give them time i'll give them time to grow into their group their concept yeah they're just they're still so young and like i said it's just their debut can't be too harsh it wasn't completely trash (laughs) but i think the hype was a little like it was very high yeah i don't know but it wasn't bad yeah i don't think i was disappointed though because like i typically compare it to the hype and like naturally i would like to see if it you know lives up to the hype it kind of does it kind of doesn't but like you said there's definitely room for improvement so of course but you know i actually felt like that about txt too at first i thought 
they were just really I could agree with that they were just really not like you can tell they're new but like they really did improve though within the span of a year like their vocal range their music videos the lyrics all of that like really really improved and got better so yeah like I can 100% agree with that because like if you even if you look at before and now pictures like they literally debuted and they just look like they just look like children. Yeah. <laughs> and now, like, you could tell they're getting older. I'm like, what are they feeding their artists over at Big Hit? Yeah. Has it even... Well, it's been a solid year, but still. <laughs> and they're super tall, too. It's like, what? They're so tall. <laughs> and it makes me sad. I'm so short. I mean, yes, I am a female. But, you know, sometimes I wish I was a little taller. Just a little bit. And I don't like wearing heels because I'm not used to the height, but I already am uncoordinated and like not really good with my balance. So I can't already walk in heels. Mm. It's fine. I'll just, I've already accepted. I am 5'5". Five five. <laughs> but that's not short though. That's actually, that's a good height for a female. It's, it's yeah. average. But I think Koreans in general, I heard, are just tall and they're getting taller. Like something in the genes now is literally making them tall, male and females. I remember Eric Nam was talking about this on the Daybox show. Oh, okay. How like his mom was like complaining about like trying to feed them something and their brothers wouldn't take it. And now looking back, especially Eric, since he moved to Korea, like he should have actually eaten or taken whatever his mom was trying to push on him. Because like she heard from her Korean friends back then that it would like make the kids taller and... I don't know. Hmm. Something's making them taller. Interesting. <laughs> but apparently Koreans are very tall in general. That is genetic mutations and evolution for you. <laughs> Taking effect. Evolution. All right. So you ready to... Oh, yeah. I heard a lot of things happened this Friday. What we recorded this Friday was technically yesterday. So besides the album that we are going to talk about very soon, this also wanted to bring up a couple of things. I mean, a lot of... A lot of other stuff happened, but these are really the only things I keep up with and um, care about. So the first thing, technically it's today, but because of time differences, it was yesterday over in Korean Standard Time. It was the fifth anniversary of CL song, Hello Bitches, which is like my favorite song from CL. Oh. I love that song. And yesterday was actually the first time I watched the performance video on YouTube because I never actually watched it before. I would only ever see clips on Twitter. And yeah, it just reiterates. I just, I love CL. <laughs> You'll find out more about this in a, a future episode where we talk about how we got into K-pop. I mentioned that if I wasn't so stubborn with my research, see, definitely CL, but like 21 would have actually been my first yeah. group that would have gotten me into mm-hmm. K-pop, but that didn't happen. So yeah, go stream CL, go celebrate Hello Bitches, even though when this comes out, it's going to be past the anniversary, but still, it is a hype <laughs> song. Okay, that song will just get you up, dancing, twerking, whatever. <laughs> Love that song. Mm. Oh, God. Just can't express it enough. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, November 20th was actually also the 10-year anniversary of Nicki Minaj's very first album, Pink Friday. So that's exciting. Me listening to music I definitely should not have been listening to in middle school? 10 years? Yeah, middle school. Middle school going into Mm. high school. Yeah, it would be middle, middle school going to high school. Because at that time, I was like high school going to college. (laughs) I was like, dang, 10 years? Yeah. Like when you say it, it seems like a long time, but it really wasn't a long time. I don't know. That's just crazy. But Mm -hmm. congrats to her. She also mentioned, I guess, 
I don't know when it's coming out, but soon she's going to have like a little docuseries come out on HBO um, Max. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might actually watch that. That's a thing nowadays for like celebrities to make like documentaries about their lives. Yeah, I mean, I feel like K-pop has been doing it forever. Well, I mean, it's not even here. It's not really new. They've always done it. They just don't do it as frequent as K-pop groups. Mm. I feel like artists here, if they do it, it's either to reminisce on like their buildup, especially if they're really big artists or just like something they do starting out where like K-pop, it's like every time they have a comeback. (laughs) That's true. And then also besides... BTS's album dropping. My girl Megan The Stallion dropped her new album, Good News. And it is so good. <laughs> I love her so much. So please go listen to that. If you like rap and hip hop, if you don't, I don't want to hear anything about it. <laughs> okay. There is no disrespecting of Megan The Stallion in my presence. Keep your opinions to yourself did you listen to the whole album i did okay before we even talk about like the b album because there's some songs that are pretty sentimental like i was already having let's say not the best day yesterday mm-hmm. so it's kind of already in my feelings and i listened and watched the music video for bts late so i was like all right we're gonna talk about this tomorrow let me let me go ahead and and watch this so i did and um definitely put me in my feelings until until the end of those songs kind of made me a little bit better. So I was like, that was great. And then I listened to Megan The Stallion's new album. I'm like, I feel awesome. <laughs> self-empowerment, self, like, yeah. Yeah. Women. That's good. Bad bitches. <laughs> All that great stuff. That's good, though. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, it needs to be a couple more listens. Mm-hmm. But for now, I think my favorite songs on there are Freaky Girls with her and SZA circles shot fired because that's a dissatory lanes um yeah i won't say too much on that but he can i'm I'm trying to keep it pg-13 on this podcast so <laughs> and go crazy with big sean and two chains um two chains i won't say i feel like he was struggling a little bit on this verse but you know it's fine i was here for megan and big sean <laughs> so yeah, and then like towards the end, the three songs are like, I guess a lot of people are doing pre-releases now. So like Girls in the Hood, Savage, Remix with her and Beyonce, and then Don't Stop with Young Thug, which I didn't like Don't Stop at first, but then it kind of grew on me. Mm. So now I like the song. Oh, and also Body, but I have not watched the music video for Body yet, but I'm sure when we stop recording, I'll watch it. Okay. So ready to jump into this i am ready yeah i just want to say though like this was a great album i really liked it it had the opportunity to be cheesy but it was not so that's always good news Hmm. okay i can see what you mean by that (laughs) yeah i understand but thankfully it wasn't it was definitely a little well not a little more sentimental Mm -hmm. um but i was already prepared for that because i think at the very beginning they already said like when they were doing that whole little like album preview thing on YouTube. Yeah. They said they wanted to make another like spring day type song. I feel like the title track was a little bit more like the, I know nothing about music, so I can't talk about like the instrumentals and all that, but I think it was a little bit more upbeat than spring day. In my opinion. This one, I don't think this one was upbeat. I think it was very like calm and hopeful at the same time. Like it had that positive energy in it, but it wasn't like, 
it wasn't like Spring Day where the the beats and the instrumentals were positive, but the lyrics were like really heavy and like deep. This was too. I mean, these lyrics were heavy too, but it was more heavy on the positive side. No, this was too, but it had it had a much more calmer vibe. Like, okay, we can exactly. get out of this. Like, you will be okay. Life will go on type thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, fits the mm-hmm. title. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is where we're technically going to start talking about, like, BTS, the socks, and the album. But, like, before we get into the actual songs, I don't know why I'm like this, but I just felt like we need to go in chronological order. So I'm going to start. I watched the press conference. I did not. So you're going to have to tell me what happened. That's fine. I mean, there's not much. I'm a terrible note taker. So okay. I didn't I didn't take the best notes, so it won't it won't be that long. Mm-hmm. And the point of taking the notes was for them like their own explanation of the songs and like when that actually started happening, everything was kind of I don't know. Sometimes I'm like in the middle of typing, but like my f- hands aren't as fast as like the brain my brain Mm -hmm. from like my listening comprehension so I was just getting lost everywhere and like I threw my phone against the bed I'm like I'm done I can't (laughs) oh you were doing it from your phone not like a computer so I was watching the press conference on my iPad and I was taking notes on my phone oh okay yeah and like in retrospect even before I called you like it's on YouTube now, so if you want to go back and rewatch it, you can. I just didn't feel like going back and rewatching it mm-hmm. because we're talk we're going to try to talk about more about the song. So if you want to hear their stuff, you can. And there's two versions of the press conference. So there was one fully in Korean, and then the second one was in English, but instead of having like captions, it had actual live translators. I don't know if the new one that they reuploaded will have both. Mm. You can see, but like when. So like them themselves, from the announcer to the guys themselves, when they were speaking, it was the audio was a little bit quieter. And then you would mostly hear the announcer literally translating as they were speaking. So sometimes the translators were stumbling, but that's just because they were trying to keep up. But I mean, props and like shout outs to them, because I feel like that's so hard to do. I'm already complaining how I could barely take notes. Yeah. And they have to sit there and live translate what someone else is saying. I know. That's a cool job. And I also feel like it's hard. But it's a cool, but like... It's very impressive. Yeah. Definitely pressure is there. Yeah. You should know that because do you do that a lot? Like with your family or no? Um, I do. Yeah. I do translate. <laughs> mm. Well, I also give my shout outs and props to you because I feel like I can understand the pressure that comes mm-hmm. with that. Even me just trying to learn another language. Like I don't want to say it because I'm not that confident. Yeah, so For sure. But what did they talk about in the press conference? So, well, first, like when it first started, I wrote down my notes. I like wrote down notes like while we were waiting. Mm-hmm. So at first I was like, wow, this press conference is happening live and in front of actual people with social distancing. Must be nice. <laughs> was it? I mean, it looked nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just saying compared to like here. Oh, you mean like social distancing what (laughs) yeah so like they were able to hold the press conference with an audience without an empty like not really audience for like reporters but Mm -hmm. still they're able to physically be there yeah and not just them in an empty room because of social distancing yeah which we struggle with over here and then i said of course they're playing dynamite while they're entering so cute (laughs) And then all caps, OMG, they all look so good. <laughs> but they did. Yeah. They looked so good. Ugh. 
And then also with all caps, I miss Min Yoongi, but I know he's healing and resting well. Yeah. I'm really glad he took the decision, honestly, to just focus on himself. But I wish he had done that earlier, though, not until it got to the point where he had to do it. I know, but their schedule's so packed. And, like, I know how they are with trying not to disappoint their fans. So, like, he pushed it off as much as he could. And, like, he he even said himself, which I'll bring up in a Mm -hmm. moment, how there were certain doctors, I guess, telling him that it's fine, but... It can also be looked in different perspectives because the type of job he is doing, you know, he is moving around more than instead of like sitting down, like if he had just like a regular office job and stuff like that. So that's probably why it was causing it worse. But I am glad he also got it and that he's doing well. Honestly, it's so crazy to me how like they're able to perform with all these injuries. Like me personally, I'm such a big wimp. Like I can't handle pain. (laughs) I really cannot. (laughs) You cannot handle being a K-pop so if they, idol then. if they're doing this for like hours on end, like because they have to practice and then they perform. They trained for this before, um, you know, they even debuted. So and they know the risks they're taking because like even stuff here, like just dancing and like athletic type jobs are just weighing on your body. Yeah. So it's going to take a bigger toll. And then like for them over there. Just all K-pop groups, you know, they're singing. So, like, they have to make sure they're, like, in control of their breathing and not, like, breathing hard into the mic while also doing this, like, crazy choreography, which looks cool. But at the same time, you're like, oh. Yeah, I remember they had this one choreography for, I think it was, oh, my God, I'm going to butcher the name. From their last album. Dynasis? Yeah. Macy had to tell me a thousand times how to say that. <laughs> yeah, and they ended up changing that choreography because I kept watching them like, oh my God, like, please. <laughs> yeah, I that was, was terrified like, for their It was knees. a great move, but like, I can see that affecting their joints at some Yeah, they point. definitely changed that choreography to where they're not like actually falling to the ground like that. So I was yeah. really happy about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's a press conference for an album. So of course, to get back on topic, they're mostly yeah. talking about... You know, the album, album making progress. This one was different because they said they all had like their own roles in it. So like, did anyone ask any controversial questions? I, you know, what? I'm going to be honest. I don't actually remember. Because mm. I know their last press conference, people were bold and they asked questions. What did they ask? In, oh, was it about Jin in the military? Um, I think one of the bigger ones was the plagiarism. If they plagiarized or something. See, I didn't watch the last press conference. I know they've asked them in the past. But mm-hmm. I remember them asking that last year. Someone will tell me. They probably did. Yeah, and then Sugar was the one that answered it. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. I remember now. I don't remember the question, but I do remember him answering it. You don't remember the memes of Jungkook smirking and RM just writing and everyone's like, guys, he's writing the next cipher. Listen, oh, <laughs> forget that i see so many memes every single day it's hard to remember which is which and to keep up every time i i see that it's just so funny i'm like oh my god because he looked so intent like so like focused when he's writing yeah i remember that now i can't believe i forgot that that was a funny meme i'm not gonna lie i'm like oh gosh army (laughs) you're great anyway back to the press conference so yeah short and brief well not it was about like 45 minutes oh that's not bad yeah no it wasn't that long and like i said they mostly answered questions and then they did like a little cute thing too where um i think they answered i'm assuming these were fan questions and like on the screen behind them they kind of had like doors to match like each of their concepts so like they had to open a door to like reveal a question and they answer it so 
I was cute. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And then they also kept bringing up like Yoongi and how much they missed him. And then like there were certain answers. They were like, oh, he can answer this better than us. Or like, you know, that's a Yoongi question. And I was like, oh, they really miss him. But you know, to be fair, it's true though, because a lot of those questions, especially like the controversial ones, he handles them so well. Well, not only that, but I'm sure like the music production and stuff like that, since he yeah. produces so much music. And it's really, it was really weird. I'm not going to lie. It was a little weird only seeing six of them. And not yeah. the seven, because they're always like seven. Mm-hmm. So they also talked about the Grammys and how they're waiting for the Grammy nominations. I'm not going to get too much into it. Me and Nafis talked about this before <laughs> yeah. we started recording. All I will say is, if you want to look more into why I'm not talking about this, you can read the article from Big Hit on Weavers yourself. And the only thing I'll say about it is I really wish... They talk more about the lack of Asian representation, mm-hmm. not even just like for music, but just like entertainment in general. And I just mean like Asians from like outside of America or like Asian Americans, like Asian Canadians. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just wish they used that as a comparison point of if BTS doesn't get nominated for a Grammy, here is why instead of what they did use to compare, especially me as a black person. Simone again with another PSA. Uh, I'm only chiming in because literally at the moment the Grammy nominations have just been announced. So first of all, I want to congratulate BTS on the nomination. Like, honestly, they truly deserve it for all the time they've been used for clout, whether it's for award shows or just being recognized as having a huge fandom, you know, news segments where they don't even talk about the music. Not only... Not only that, you cannot ignore just how popular they are. I'm sorry, whether you like them or not. Like, BTS, they are making the numbers. They are making the sales. So, like, they're only nominated for this one category. Best pop group duo. Do I wish they were nominated for the actual music? Yes. But again, this is America. Anyway. Congratulations. You guys really deserve it. And also my criticism in this original recording was about the article that Big Hit wrote, not whether the boys should be nominated for the Grammys or not. But with all that being said, that still doesn't change my mind how I feel about award shows, especially American award shows. I think me and Nafis mostly talked about this really briefly in part two, but I feel like art and music and movies and just like anything in an artistic category can't be measured through awards. But at the same time, you know, I'm realistic. And I know at the end of the day, this is still a business. So awards are used for so many things business-wise and like gives that artist and honestly the company that's like behind them opportunities to do more things than many artists get just because, you know, they have an award title to their name. So, I mean, I get it. I keep saying this, but I really feel like there's just so much creation in this world, so much to consume, and a small portion of that can't be measured through awards. You can agree with me or not, that's just how I feel. And honestly, I'll never really care about American award shows until they actually be more fair in these categories and have a wide range and divide 
like diverse opportunity for people of color, whether it's in this country or hopefully more outside this country. I mean, why do we keep putting categories like Latin music in their own subsections and not putting them into main topics, especially if they're really make a big impact. Like I'm thinking back when like Despacito was very, you know, it was making this rounds on the radio and everything. And then like this opportunity with BTS. Also, I'm really tired of having black artists always be put in an R&B or a hip hop category, yet they make pop music like with Normani. Even Doja Cat, cause I know the AMAs were just recent and they nominated her in like the weekend for some type of R&B category, but neither of them make R&B. Doja Cat is 100% like more pop. Anyway, it's just, yeah, it's just annoying. Like I, I need them to stop making these weird sub hip hop and R&B categories just to put black people in. Anyway, I really only just came on here to say congratulations. I would have still been a fan and listening to their music, whether they were nominated or not and whether they win or not, because I s still think people should just like what they want. Also, I'm rooting for all my black people and black women that were nominated, including Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce for everything that was like Black is King and Chloe and Halle. So I'm really just rooting for BTS and everybody black. Okay, thank you and on with the episode. Like at first when it came out, I didn't understand why everyone was mad. And I also read this at like four o'clock in the morning. So I was still waking up and I skimmed through it. But when I reread it, I'm like, oh no, this is bad. Like, yeah. this is bad. A lot of the points they were trying to make did not hit the way they thought it would. Mm -hmm. And this just also brings up I'm also going to say this real quick, just because I'm really into something, I really like it. I'm not one of those people to like ignore the bad side. I feel like me and the Fees either said this before or we'll keep saying this. We are both the type of people that are very realistic. So yeah. as much as we enjoy something, we also look at it from like a real and critical point. So like even with BTS, if there's something that comes up, depending how much I want to talk about it and it is a little like critical, I'm not going to hold back on my feelings, whether they're good or bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm just putting that out now for future episodes. So, but that article was not it. Big hit. Um, <laughs> it also goes into my thing where I think I talked about this a little bit in one of our episodes when I brought up that one song from this group I like, DKB. If these companies really wanna start breaking out internationally, I really need them to not only hire people that know like the language, but to know the cultures that these K-pop groups are trying to experiment with, whether it's musically, concept-wise, mm -hmm. yeah. in general. Obviously that's gonna mean they, they're gonna have to care and like they're gonna start having to lose money because they don't change their way. So until that happens, yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm screaming into the void, but. And also the timing of things, like not knowing exactly. the culture is important too, but you have to know the timing of it too. Like, for example, like this whole year with the whole BLM thing and like all these other companies and stuff trying to, some try to address it, some completely ignore it. So I just feel like if you want to break into like, like in America, for example, you have to know what's going on here, like you said. And it's not like they don't. But not to the degree that they should know. I think. No. 
Because it is a, this is a business. You are trying to make a profit. So everything's getting so like, you know, smaller because of the Internet. It's kind of yeah. hard not to. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel like it's this is more towards like company things. Yeah. It's like basic marketing to know that if you are going to branch out of your target audience to get a bigger audience, you need to learn about the new audience you're targeting. Like, I know when I was like in school, like, I don't remember what classes was, but just like an example is like, even though this doesn't have to do with entertainment, like McDonald's, like when they were breaking out to the Asian countries at first, the food wasn't selling well because, you know, they had to change their ingredients to match the ingredients for the different places that um, they were selling. Like, yes, it's still like, a Big Mac, but the ingredients are just different for what they are used to eating Mm -hmm. and like add different stuff to the menu that they are used to eating that you probably wouldn't find like here. So it's stuff like that where, I don't know, K-pop itself is just like this weird bubble where like even globally, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Trust me. I see, and I'm on the spectrum. I feel like a lot of the stuff, especially the controversial stuff, it matters, but we are not, the people that it's offending are not I don't know how to say this. I'm like, well, I can't say they're not the main audience because they technically are outside of Korea. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Something really, honestly, I feel like something really, really dramatic is going to have to happen for it to change. And even after the Black Lives Matter. With like the K-pop industry, you mean? One of these companies are going to have to do something really, really offensive for it to make a difference or for them to change. Mm. That's what I feel like. Because it's not like they don't know this or don't listen. Because I remember back, Wavy was about to... Isn't also an SM Entertainment group. You know Wavy, Nafis? Is there... It's part yeah. of NCT? Yeah. yeah. But it's their China line. Um, they had some type of button that I think was really offensive. Oh my god. I'm really upset I don't remember. Was it offensive to Japan or Thailand? Someone please tell me which one it is so I'm not spreading misinformation. But they were really quick to like apologize and like take those videos or take those pictures down and change everything, which even delayed their comeback. So they obviously have the power to do it. Is it certain stuff apparently they just don't care enough about, Mm. which is really annoying. Obviously, I'm still here for the music. Wouldn't talk about this if I didn't care. So, but anyway, (laughs) we are back to talking about the PTSB album. Um, Sorry, I had to get that off my chest, but it it needed to be said. It's all good. Yeah, don't be surprised if stuff like that happens in future episodes. But anyway, back to the album. So after the press release, and then I also forgot to mention, the only reason I was able to watch it because the press release came out 9 p.m. our time. And it was 11 a.m. Korean Standard Time because the album itself dropped midnight here, like in America, Eastern Standard Time. But it dropped at like 2 p.m. over at Korean Standard Time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess to compete, maybe, I don't know if this is like a new thing to try to compete with the American market now to drop stuff like midnight our time instead of midnight like Korean time or like, what's the time they usually drop stuff i think like sometimes they do like 6 30 korean standard time mm-hmm. but yeah so they released a little youtube i say youtube live but obviously this was pre-recorded and it is back on there because i i'm gonna be honest i did not watch this when it came out i went to bed yeah i like my sleep I, i'm like i will catch this in the morning they will re-upload this i'm not missing anything yeah so i watched it this morning it was really cute it was like the guys and they did like 
cute little interviews and like so what they did is like one of them would have a camera interview one member and then when that member was done being interviewed he would take the camera and go interview the next member mm-hmm. so the order went in was like j-hope was first and he interviewed v slash taehyung and then v when he was done interviewed jimin jimin did rm slash namjoon namjoon did jungkook which <laughs> real quick i have to talk about this because i felt really exposed because when the camera showed Jungkook, the first thing that popped in my head was like, wow, he looks really good with long hair. And the little <laughs> interview, they asked them like three questions. And of course, one of the questions was like, so I heard from our fans, you know, they really say you look good with long hair and short hair. And I'm like, wow, I just got exposed. <laughs> it's like he read your thoughts. <laughs> literally read my thoughts because that was literally the first thing when they showed him. I was like, dang, he looks good with long hair. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, <laughs> it's fine though, but it's true. Yeah. I am team long haired John Cook. Scissors, please stay away. Yeah, I, I I like his long hair too. It really suits him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then John Cook did Jin. And Jin is so funny. So like when John Cook was like, I'm going to ask you three questions. He's like, can you make it too? <laughs> He's like, uh, no. But then he ended up asking him like five questions. No one could say no to John Cook. <laughs> yeah in that group what did he ask him i don't remember mm. i know one was like something about him always calling himself worldwide handsome and then he was like you know that's always a joke i just do and just making jokes out of that and then he asked him about gaming and he was like i don't game as much as i used to i mostly just sleep which i don't blame you jen um sleep yeah. is important i love my sleep i enjoy sleep too i enjoy my sleep I'm not one of those people that can do like all nighters or stay up all night. I also just wake up extremely early. So that's another thing too. Like I'm up at least between 4.30 and 6. It's my average time of waking up. Wow, that is early. Yeah. And it's not like I get up and start doing stuff. I'm just awake and I might just be on my phone until mm-hmm. like the sun comes out. But I'm awake. I wake up around like 5-ish. Actually, I wake up around, like, the same time as you, like, between 4.30 and 5-ish. But I don't actually get out of bed until, like, 5.15 or 5.30. Yeah. Because I have to go to work, and work is, like, an hour away. And I'm like, okay, I need to get up and get ready. Yeah, so that's understandable. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember a lot of these questions, to be honest. No, that's fine. They're on their YouTube channel. You guys can go watch it. (laughs) And then so Jin did Suga slash Yoongi, and then Yoongi went back and re- interviewed j-hope oh so sugar was in the v live yeah so this is the youtube live but the v live they did afterwards when the album already dropped he was not in it so that's why i'm saying this was obviously pre-recorded okay because i remembered seeing something and they had like a cutout of him yeah so that's the v live they did when the album dropped like at least like two hours later after the album dropped because i definitely was not awake for that that was like a two something in the morning here but like five o'clock over there gotcha so that's where the cutout was. But in this YouTube live that they were doing before the actual music video dropped and the album itself, um, he was in it. Yeah. And then they also were like in little sub units where they so a while back for promotion, they did this thing where like they made these little postcards and like we're talking about like certain things like their day or like this. The song reminded me of this. And then they would ask like army a question so they just Mm -hmm. answered some of those questions 
Of course, Namjoon was the one that read the English question or the, <laughs> the English answer. I was pretty proud, though, when I watched that because it was him, Jimin, and Taeyong. And then when Namjoon was done reading the letter, Jimin kind of, I mean, obviously in Korean, but like he basically summed up what the letter was. So he understood a lot of it. And I was pretty proud. Yeah, they do know English, though, but not as well. Just I'm sure like with me and Korean, just speaking is yeah. not the best. And like, but they understand the gist of it. They understand the gist. So yeah. I mean, better than me. I still there's certain Korean senses I don't understand the gist but Mm -hmm. their language also what I'm learning comes off a lot of like cultural references I mean I guess English does too yeah no no there's definitely a lot of cultural references learning another language is hard that that's all that that's all I'm getting at it doesn't matter what language you're learning if it's not your native language it's hard that's why they say when you want to learn a language because um language it's a living breathing thing right? Because it's constantly changing, it's constantly evolving. So if you want to learn another language, you have to get to know the culture and the people that speak that language. Because it wouldn't make sense, because if you are trying to learn any language, and you don't get to know the culture or the people, you're just learning the textbook version of of it. And that's not really applicable in real life. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, I never looked at it like that. And that makes a lot of sense why a lot of non-Black people mess up with A-A-V-E. I don't know what that is. That's a Amer- Oh my god, I don't know the actual acronym. It's basically, you know how <laughs> black people have a specific way of talking like with their slang and stuff like that. It's something yeah. we basically had to create on our own because, you know, the way the system is certain areas, especially if they're predominantly black, schooling is just like limited. Uh-huh. So like there's certain words that we say is actually one thing, but the way we say it just sounds different or just slang terms in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's called, let me get the actual thing. African-American vernacular. Yes, vernacular English. <laughs> God. <laughs> or just or just black English. It is actually a real thing. Black English. Okay. Yes. And a lot of younger people, for some reason, are now considering it internet slang, which is not internet language. Hmm. I need y'all to know this. What you're using as internet language or slang or whatever is black English. Who do you think started stuff like swag and YOLO? Am I supposed to answer that or was that a I rhetorical mean, it's, it's, question? It's both, but <laughs> I need that to sink in for people, okay? Okay. <laughs> so yes, that's what it is. So what Nafis was saying makes sense and it's understandable if you look at it that way. Anyway, what were we talking about? (laughs) The album. All right. Yes. Also, real quick, a lot of stuff happened. We are getting there, guys. I promise. Last night at mid, well, midnight here. And then I think two o'clock over there. Yoongi actually did like a surprise live to reassure everyone that he is okay. So I have not watched it yet because on VLive, which is the app I used to watch this stuff, Mm -hmm. is it translated yet? But I went on Twitter because I follow a lot of like translating accounts. So I got the gist of basically what it's about. And then I picked out some tweets from this one I follow. Their at is Haru Haru with BTS. And they do a really good job of translating stuff, especially live. So I was just Mm going to quickly like read off the things they talked about or he talked about. Obviously, he was reassuring everyone that he's resting well. Um, I did see some pictures and he's like in a cast and sling. So I don't know what I was thinking. Like, yes, obviously he's in a cast and sling. He just had surgery. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was going through my brain. Why I was shocked when I first saw that. I'm like, duh, Simone. It's like, oh, you're you're actually resting. Like okay. you're actually you, you were actually injured. <laughs> oh God, I'm so dumb. Okay. Anyway, so. I guess even before that, I just picked out the highlights. I didn't pick out everything so you guys can go watch it for yourself if you want. Um, But he talked about, I guess, like just even before the surgery, he would get injections every two to three weeks. Um, And people said it would get better through therapy. But, you know, obviously, as we know, it ended up with surgery. And he he apparently was even getting injections like overseas during the overseas tours. So that just reiterates, I guess, how bad we just didn't know this was. Yeah. And then he also talked about like after two days of filming Deci Trois, which was for his mixtape back in Mm -hmm. May, and filming the Chilsung ad, which is like a soda brand that BTS is advertisers for or sponsors for over there right now. Um, there's a certain period of time where he couldn't even hold like the bottle with his left arm because it hurt so much. And I think he also said that sometimes Aww. with like the mic, cause he always holds his mic with his left hand. Aww. And of course he said he didn't want to have the surgery, but just cause the pain was taking a toll on him, like physically and mentally. So it really was getting that bad. And he also expressed that, you know, he wasn't going to be in his twenties forever, which is true. So I'm glad he's actually taking a break. Yeah. No, I'm glad he took it very seriously because like injuries like that isn't a joke. Yeah. And then like, I guess he was telling some like funny, trying to be like, you know, lighthearted. So he told some stories how like, I guess like when he's in sick or in pain, he laughs a lot, which I can understand. Not in like sickness and pain, but when I'm nervous and Mm -hmm. especially in bad situations, um, I do have a tendency to like be really giddy. I can't explain it. I think it's just because I'm so uncomfortable. That's the only thing to make me comfortable. Yeah. So he just talked about like, I remember he did get his appendix taken out earlier in their career. And I don't remember if it was one of those cases where like it busted and he had to take it out. Or it was it had to be. My grandpa had to get his taken out because it bursted because that's a real thing that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. So he was talking about like how after that surgery and this surgery, when he was like, you know, obviously on the medication, he was just like laughing the whole time. So like laughing while they wheeled him into his room. Yeah. Obviously, he said no matter what hospital you're at in this world, hospital food's not good. (laughs) I've never had hospital food, so I can't attest to that. Also talk about like the sling was really hard, like. So obviously putting on clothes was uncomfortable, wearing them, sleeping, getting it in and out of cars. Yeah. Again, I can't attest to that because I've never broken a bone in my body. So I've never had a cast before. Have you? I haven't broken a bone in my body, but like, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I used to come to work with with my right hand like straight because I pinched a nerve. And because of that, like, I had a lot of inflammation, so I couldn't even, like, move my arm. Dang. So I've been using my left hand for, like, two weeks. So I, I understand the pain that comes with trying to do everyday things. Oh, okay. With just, like, one part of your body. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. But, like, a little bit lighthearted stuff with that V-Live, he, you know, obviously kept reassuring everyone that he's resting well. So, like, I believe him. He's going to be fine, <laughs> guys. I think he said it. Recovery takes about like two months, but like even after those two months, I really hope he doesn't push himself. I honestly hope he takes like a good year off and then comes back. But that may be too long in like this industry though. (laughs) Yeah, because that's that's pretty close to, I don't know when they have to go to the military. 
And like Imogen, you know, they're pretty close to that age. Yeah. Because even that like little big hit release telling us about the surgery, they they said he also did it because, you know, to prepare for his military service. So. Oh, that would make sense too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure about the year thing, but like hopefully no no promotions don't don't dance yeah because obviously he he said on his free time he's working on music and learning english that's good yeah seems like something he's really trying to do and he also compared his sling look like a bag for holly which is his dog which i thought was cute yeah he has like a little i think it's a miniature poodle it looks like the exact same dog my grandma has holly's really Mm -hmm. cute and fun fact, he said apparently this album that we are literally about to talk to finally soon be was finished in July. What? Yeah. I'm not surprised. They're always doing some people don't realize when they're not on camera, they're always doing something. They're always doing something, yeah. And I think well, see, I don't know where dynamite comes in because I wonder I wonder if they did dynamite before B or after, because I do know that they debated on putting dynamite on this album but they ended up doing it in my opinion i think it flows really nicely so i like how it actually does end yeah because you know that wasn't like an actual song i think they were going to do so i wonder if dynamite came after i don't know and it's okay if we don't know i don't need to know everything that's completely (laughs) fine with me i'm not one of those people that like pester into their personal lives i'm like like, i must know this information i cannot go to sleep (laughs) <laughs> Give me the good music. Let me know that you guys are doing fine physically and mentally. And like, I'm okay with that. Speaking of mental health, I thought this album really got into the feels. Like it directly addressed mental health, which is good. Oh, 100%. Not only mental health, but it also addressed like mental health through this pandemic. Because they make yeah. a lot of pandemic references. So They do. Yeah. I mean, especially which song was it? Life Goes On? They directly addressed that. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it really quickly. There's this is a press release synapse I got from Twitter from God, I cannot these names. Um the <laughs> at is Lenica Cruz. I believe that is her real name off of Twitter. And I think in her bio it says she's a senior editor at the Atlantic. But I remember seeing this tweet like randomly on my timeline. I just wanted to make sure I like wrote it down real quick. So obviously she has like some of the inside scoop. So I guess an official press release they sent out to reporters about the album. I'm sure you can Google this as well if it's differently. But it says BTS opens up themselves to express their mixed feelings about the situation. Fear and anxiety mingled with the determination to overcome all this. The album contains the band's emotion and ruminations they had throughout this year, which obviously is 2020, mm-hmm. and the story of, in quotes, us continuing the exist existential? Yes, journey. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is You're also welcome. the reasoning behind the album's title, B, that stands for to be or exist in and does not abide by any form. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So that's supposed to be the general gist of what the whole message of this album is about to be. So let's get right into it. And like I said earlier, we're going in chronological order. So we're going to start from the first song, which is the title track, all the way to the last song. All right, guys, that was part one. Thanks again so much for listening. Now go ahead and head over to part two for the actual album. See ya! See ya!